imagine you want to be, you know, high ranking in the military. No matter the generals that exist, no matter how highly decorated any of those people are in their career, they all started in basic training. Basic training is what is called hell week or hell month or however long basic training lasts. That is basically what you're signing up for if you want to be a trader. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. All right, welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast, everyone. I'm Tim Bowen here with Kim and Steven. We've got the whole team together today and you know, it's kind of, it's, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of where this episode goes. It's, you know, I, I think that uh, most of you probably come to the Steady Trade Podcast because of, you know, we, we started out with, with Stephen and I, you know, and, and, and from the beginning, we've always, you know, had that kind of, you know, breaking, breaking each other's, you know, what type podcast and, and joking and, and lighthearted. And, you know, and we've always trying to kind of keep it that way. I mean, I think there's, my opinion is there's enough negativity out there, especially in the mainstream media that you know, we've always tried to, to focus on the positive. And, and, uh, but today we're going to kind of venture into a, maybe a little bit of a different topic for us. And, uh, that's kind of that mentality and, and really, um, I, I guess depression or finding your way in trading, you know, uh, actually this was Steven's, um, idea to, to do this episode. Many of you might've seen and, and we'll link it in in the blog post. But recently, a uh, a young man trading at Robinhood, um, he did take a loss, but Robinhood like reported it wrong and and showed his account if I if I remember right like negative seven hundred thousand and uh, you know and, and and that's obviously scary. But but uh, and the young man ended up actually taking his life. And so Stephen wanted to kind of talk about this because you know. Uh, Steven's talked about it many times on the podcast. It's kind of some of the dark places he's gone. And, you know, I, uh, I know I'm Mr. Uh, you know, multiple suits of armor, but I have to admit many, many times in my professional life in my personal life in my trading career, there's been a lot of dark times. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, there, you'll, you'll go through stretches in this game where just like nothing seems to work. And I mean, and that goes for, when you're 10 years in or 20 years in or whatever, and there's been many books written about this, I mean, of, of, of that happening. And uh, especially in the, in the beginning, I mean, I mean, you're, you're not sure if this is right for you and maybe your mom or your wife or your husband or your brother are telling you you're just a degenerate gambler and you're losing, you're losing. And, and, you know, you're going to go to dark places. And and I, I think to, to be successful over time, you need to know how to recover from that. And uh, so that's kind of the topic of today. Um, it was it was kicked off, lack of a better term, by that young man taking his life. But many of you might be in a losing streak trying to figure this out. And that's why I'm, I'm greatly happy that we've added Kim to the podcast this last year to kind of really give us that, that more of an uh, introspection view because again you know Stephen and I might not be the best when it comes to actually analyzing ourselves so so anyway that's the topic for today and welcome Kim welcome Stephen thanks Tim it's good to be here I'm just so glad Stephen that you suggested this topic I thought you were gonna say you're so glad that I'm alive still I'm gonna say thanks. Well, that's true. I'm still, I'm still going. (laughs) Well, well, I don't. I don't think Kim's gone. Kim Kim hasn't gone far enough back in your YouTube archive to see the early days. You know, Kim came came on a year ago, and 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 you know, you know, a year ago, Stephen's way more steady than three year ago, Stephen. (laughs) It's the Steady Straight Podcast that got me steady, but. Nah, but I mean, it it wasn't just my idea. It was actually a guy reached out on Twitter and he was saying, um, I can't remember his name, it's a shame, but I just wanted to give him the the props and maybe you can put it in the description. But um, it was a guy reached out saying, I'm surprised that this has happened and maybe it's something that you should talk about uh, on the podcast. And 
And uh, trading is, it, I mean, there's no hiding from it. It, it, can, uh, it can go really, really wrong if you don't do it the right way. If you don't learn the right way or you don't have a good mentor that guides you the right way, and I'm not, this is not in any way a service to promote anyone. It's just saying, you go into it blindly with too much money, you could do something ridiculous mm-hmm. that can put you in a very bad place. Um, yeah, I, you know, something I, you know, I've, I've had people approach me through the years, you know, whether they, whether they inherited some money or they sold, sold a business or, or whatever. And they come to me and they're like, Hey, you know, looking about thinking about trading, I've got, you know, X, whatever quarter of a million, 2 million. First thing I, t- you know, especially when, you know, they're, especially when we're talking penny stock, first thing I tell them is like, I don't care how much money you got. Start out with five grand, okay? Because at least, you know, and this is kind of Stephen's philosophy, you know, you know, one of the things I greatly re- respect from Stephen is he's got more money, but he, he handcuffs himself with a smaller account yeah. to keep from going into that bad place. And, and, yeah, I think especially when you're new, I don't care if you got 20 million. If you're trading, you know, 400% runners long or short, you know, limit yourself because then at least if things go bad, it's five grand. It's not 50 grand or 500,000 or whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my only rule, and just to add to that, is um, you've got to prove that you can trade profitably with a small account. Trading with a smaller account is harder than trading with a bigger account in terms of getting the practice of taking the trades and your entries and exits right. It's harder. Um, but you've got to prove that you can master a small account. And I, I was flipping 500 to 5,000, 500 to 10,000. I did it a few times before I even thought about trading a $10,000 account once I got it to that size. Um, you've got to prove it because once you've proven that, you've got a whole other area of challenges where it's can you handle losing 700 bucks, 500 bucks? Can you handle losing 1,000 bucks? Can you handle losing 2,000? And, and your tolerance does grow over the years. Like I'll, I'll, I remember I lost $700 a couple of days ago and I went to bed without even thinking about it and I woke up the next day and I shrugged it off. And I thought if I'd lost $700 three years ago, I would have killed myself. Not killed <laughs> myself, but I would have been absolutely devastated. Um, so you've got to build your risk tolerance up over time and obviously your profit should be three times your risk tolerance. Um, if you jump in too fast too soon, you're going to go through major swings. So, so Kim, I, you know, I want to, I want to bring you in. So, you know, and hopefully this isn't too delicate, but you know, like what would, I'm careful the way I want to phrase this, but you know, what would you say to that, that young man? I mean, again, he's gone. I hate to kind of talk about it, but like, you know, you know, okay. So you fire up your brokerage account. It says negative 700,000, you know, let's say, okay, let's, I don't want to focus on him. I don't like that. So let's say, somebody joe schmo out there as a listener they open up their brokerage account and they've been losing and they're down to like 20 bucks and they're in a dark place what do you what do you tell that person you know i think before i would tell them anything i would probably just try to be with them in the pain right if they i think this is why what what steven said before about the mentorship is so important and i think the concept too of having at least one person who's got your back emotionally, because if you go with that kind of a loss to a loved one or to a friend who doesn't understand, you know, they may make you feel worse about yourself and you're already probably feeling pretty bad about yourself. So if you have one person who can be with you in your pain, who can not try to fix it because who could fix that? Right. But you could at least sit who can sit with you in that dark place, then you have hope, right? Then you have the ability to eventually come through it. That to me is why, why does anybody resort to that kind of an extreme response? It's because they're feeling shame and they're feeling pain and they don't know how to cope with it. And they feel, and the problem with shame is that when shame gets so turned up in volume, you 
rarely want to talk to somebody because you feel like if you talk to somebody, that will make you feel even worse or that you'll feel even more shame because that person will look at you differently. So I would say to anybody who wants to play this game, you know, before it even gets to that point, make sure you have at least one comrade, you know, one person who's able to neutrally be in the discomfort of whatever challenge or loss you have coming up. Maybe you find somebody in a chat room that you're like, okay, this is a real person, but test them. Like, you know, people have to make sure they get people that really can hold space for them. Not everybody can hold space for people who are in a dark place. Some people want to change it or fix it or silver line it, so to speak. So make sure you find somebody way before that crisis comes. Um, so does that answer your question? I'm not sure, Tim, I kind of... No, 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 yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just think it's a serious, you know, the, the exciting thing about this time, I think, is that it is so accessible to everybody. That's what's, that is like the bright side of Robin Hood, right? The bright side of even steady trade and what we have to offer and all the new people that have come in now, like people are you know, bored at home. They don't have sports. They don't have this, that, or the other things. So they're like, wow. And I, I love that. I, as an entrepreneur, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love this sense of like, I can be the authority of my future. The, I can take responsibility. I can start. But with that comes this epic responsibility. And if anybody out there thinks it's easy or that it's going to be nothing but blue skies, you know, you're not listening to the right people. <laughs> You know, and yeah. I think, you know, you know, when I, you know, on that point, I'll, I'll let you go, Stephen, you know, like something that I, I, I constantly, constantly, constantly say, and, you know, whether it be on the podcast or wherever, blog post, wherever, is I just, I mean, now I understand with the stay at home order, it's a little bit different, but I just beg people, you know, have other options, you know, keep that day job. I, th- I think, you know, and I'll let Stephen answer. I think, I think one of the reasons that, that Stephen was able to stick with it was he had that other income. I mean, to you know, and and I when I got started, I had a business. You know, it's yeah. like I could day trade, and I mean, if I blew up my account day trading, I, I still had the business. It's not you know, yeah. so so I think you know when it comes to mental health, have you know treat trading like a side hustle. You know, yeah. I I still do that today. I mean, I mean, ninety well. 80% of the work I do is with stocks to trade. It's with steady trade. It's blog posts, it's podcasts, it's mentoring, you know, it's like, you know, so, so again, if, if I take that bad loss, which happens 15 years later, it's not like the world ends. Yeah. And I think a lot of people put themselves in a bad situation yeah. where they see no other options because they put themselves in that situation. And, For you know, sure. whether it's, I mean, even if it's just a crappy job, keep yes. something yeah. that gets you. I mean, if it's a $300 a week paycheck, at least it's $300 a week that's coming in. And yep. so, so I'll let you go, Stephen. But, but that's, that's one thing that I really, when people are like, I'm just, you know, I'm quitting my job and starting trading. I'm always like, man, you know, find consistency. The you know? oldest phrase is don't put all your eggs in one yeah. basket. Why? Because if that basket breaks, you're, you're screwed. So, mm-hmm. and I really want to say something else, but I'm trying to keep it civil right now, but like, <laughs> just have four baskets, like, yeah. or two baskets at a minimum. So go ahead, Stephen. No, I just... no, but it's, it's very difficult for people. I mean, like I've always believed in trying to have three, four, five revenue streams. Um, and it's, you can say that and people will be like, look, I can't even find one revenue stream or two revenue streams. I'm going to have five revenue streams. And like, I, I did it in, in different ways, but I've always had a knack for, for finding, finding different avenues and stuff like that. But, um, the follow the Gary important, Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, Gary I, mean I, I joke, I joke, yeah. but it's, it's I mean, true. listen, if you're out there and you're like, like, Steve, I, I like your quote, Stephen, that was well said, you know? I, I say have four or five income streams and, oh, I'm over here. I can't find one, but I, I do have a rec. Follow Gary V, man. And I'm not saying it's like the perfect sure. model, but that guy's out there yard sailing and, you know, and I mean, it's like. Trade, and he's it, buying baseball cards at freaking garage sales and then yep. selling them on eBay and he's a multimillionaire. So if that yep. guy can have a couple of side hustles, <laughs> we can. No, you can. But, um, but the one thing I wanted to say is my friend said to us the other day, when I say is, I mean me. Um, he said, 
he's just got on board with trading. He's been doing it a couple of months. And he said, uh, me and my wife are, we're very ready with how hard it takes. We, we know how hard it's going to be. We know how hard it's going to take. Yeah. And I didn't want to be nasty to him back, but I felt like saying, and I did say, he says, look, with all due respect from someone who's been in the game a while, you have no idea how hard it is. <laughs> you, you've yeah. got no idea how hard it is. And I'm not yeah. being a bit of a dick, but I'm being like, you don't know what it feels like until you take a three or four or $5,000 loss that, you, that you can afford, but you kind of can't afford. That's right. Um, you don't know how good it, you don't know how hard it is to think you're on a run. How many times, well, Tim? How many times did you think you got it and then you got kicked in the face by the market? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't even know. You know, and and that my point was to me, what's even more demoralizing. I mean, the big loss sucks. You know, and it, you know, and and it and it messes with you mentally. But at least you can. I mean, and I'm not saying this is a good thing. You can kind of justify it. Oh, I did this. I did that. What yeah. when I went in those dark periods was, you know, I, I sold my business, I went into trading full time, and you go a month where nothing works, man. And it's like, they, yeah. they, you know, I've never been, knock on wood, I've never been the big loss guy. I've always been very, very, very risk averse. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I'd go um, three weeks where just like, you know, yeah. Loss, 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 you know, over and, and, and you're just like, nothing works. So back to your friend, I mean, he's got to realize and and his wife that there might be a three week or a month or a two month stretch where you're like, nothing works. This doesn't work. (laughs) And that, and that's the, that's the powerlessness that you bump into that I think can cause that depression or really being so heavy and down you know, because it, I think a combination of like things not going your way, perhaps with high, higher than you should have expectations coupled with this sense of powerlessness. That to me is like the perfect storm for the concept of feeling, you know, completely demoralized. And that's what, you know, we have to be stewards of not just in trading, but in life, like, we have to realize that there's going to be times when we lose, 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 where we don't get an opportunity, whether we're a trader or, or in just our general day-to-day life. And then we're going to feel as though we're without any kind of effect, no matter how hard we work, no matter how hard we try, we're going to be coming up against the wall. And that's when I think, you know, it happens. I mean, that's the hardest thing is like, how do you sit in that powerlessness without losing hope, you know? So this question is for both of you. So um, my question for you, Kim, and then I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I want to go to Steven first, then you, Kim, but so what do you, in your opinion, what do you do to deal with that? So I'm going to answer for myself. Okay. And and then Steven, I want you to know, so, or you to answer. And then Kim, maybe, you know, again, I know you haven't gone on your first month long losing streak yet, but. But no. I have in life, so it, I can relate. Well, well, fair enough. You know, as long as you don't listen to Stephen shorten low floats day one in the craziest stock Thanks. market in all of, all of time. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so like for me, so I'm going to answer for yeah. me. Yeah. What kept me going, yeah. and, and, and the reason I want to ask you this, Stephen, is, and, and Kim, and you're, I mean, obviously you both have families, but you're both single. So for me, what kept me going was, mm. you know, this is back 2007 when I'm getting started 2008, you know, the first couple of years are always bad, but you know, at that point I got a, you know, I got a six year old and a, and a three year old yeah. and a, and a beautiful wife with a, you know, we just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary, but um, you know, that's what kept me going because it was like, you know, as, as a father, as a provider, you know, I'm the, I'm the sole breadwinner for the family. My wife's been a stay at home mom for, you know, since the kids were born that's what kept me going. I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to keep grinding and grinding and grinding. So that's what kept me going. So like Steven, you know, flashback to two and a half years ago, what, what, what kept you going? Uh, Prozac. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad joke. 
Not Prozac. <laughs> not Prozac, but it might have been. No, it wasn't. Uh, other, other, other controlled substances. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol and Prozac. <laughs> no, um, I think for me, I mean, luckily for me, I'm, uh, I'm in a very good... I've been in a very good space, very good space for the last year or so. I mean, it obviously helps when you're making money in the stock market and your life's, you're like, you've got more options in life. But I remember about three years ago, and honestly, it's the truth. Um, I just broke up with my girlfriend. I lived in a crap studio apartment. I wasn't really enjoying my job much at the time. Uh, and I felt a bit lonely in Dubai, and I just, I didn't have anything else. I had nothing else, really. I had a couple of friends, but I was bored socializing. Sometimes you're not the type of person who likes doing stuff like that. Um, and I just had not. I just felt like I had nothing. Uh, and then when I chose to give everything to trading, I just knew that I had no other choice but for it to work. And I could never give up on it because if I gave up on it, I had nothing else to have. I mean, I had family, but they're a thousand miles away. Right. Um, I just, and, I, and I was just so desperate to prove myself and prove that I could do it. And then when the YouTube following came and I had so much support, I thought, well, I kind of just let myself down, but I can't let these people down as well. Mm-hmm. So I had a whole community of YouTubers. Yeah. And then obviously steady trade come along. And I'm like, I'll be more of a public failure if I fail now. So, I mean, you just go and go and go and then you get it. So I had a community of people backing me, but originally it was just, I just couldn't fail. You know, and, and, and Kim, I'll let you go. I do, I do want to make one point, you know, and again, I always, I always struggle with this because it, it, it sounds cocky, but you know, I ha- I think I have an ability to recognize that. And man, I, you know, again, when, when, you know, uh, the owners of, of stocks to trade approached me and, and mentioned partnering up with Steven, I was like, man, I'm like, this, he's, he's crazy, but he's got it, man. And uh, <laughs> so for what it's worth, man, I, I, I saw it. I mean, I, I just, I saw something that I'm like, man, I, I know he can do it. Cause you know, I, I, I mean, if if you're a long time listener to the podcast, I mean, Steve and I didn't we didn't know he, we didn't we didn't even meet yeah. in person. I think yeah. the first episode we talked like once before that, wow. maybe yeah. twice. Wow. And but I always wow. knew like this kid's freaking got it, you know. So that anyway, so your turn. awesome. <laughs> that is so but, awesome. but Kim just Kim just like I saw that guy and said he's got it as well. You can just tell with certain people. We we yeah. had an interview with a guy who was a poker player the other day. And you could just look at him and think, you, you've got it. You can see it in his eyes and you can see the way he talks and you can see in his methodology of how he thinks. And he oh, wasn't an alcoholic, degenerate as well. He, <laughs> he literally worked. Ray, Ray, shout out to Confessions Ray. of a Market Maker, Ray. Yeah, yeah it's a great interview. I, I agree. I, I, I don't even know the it, and I could see that he had it, and I know you have it, Stephen, and I know Tim has it. So, like, whatever it, the it factor is, I don't even have it defined yet, but it's it i think it has way it has something to do with like a personality trait or a determination yeah. you know yeah yeah or, what was the question again Tim? so so how you know the the, the core of the question was yeah. you know i mentioned it was my family that kept me going through that right, dark right period. okay yeah what if, what if what if you yeah. are a 20 year old guy yeah. you know maybe you're maybe you're not on great terms with your family i mean i'm i'm painting a yeah. picture yeah. Let's, let's say, you know, let's say you move to another city, you, you know, you're not, you're not like hanging out with mom and dad. Maybe right. you don't have a girlfriend. Maybe you don't have a ton of friends except for Facebook or something, yeah. you know, and now you're three weeks into a losing streak, you know, yeah. and, and, and not to get too heavy, but what, you know, what spawned this, you're thinking about bad, you're thinking bad things. Yeah. You how know, do, I think, I think I'm just going to share just that I was thinking bad things myself when I got to Hawaii. I, you know, I, when I was writing my book, I was, I was before I was writing my book, I, I had did a year and a half of interviews. I had this incredible opportunity to house it in Hawaii. I had interviewed some really famous, you know, finance people who I felt, you know, an obligation to see through getting those interviews out there. And I had writer's block. And I didn't, I didn't really know how to get past that. And, uh, and also somebody that I really trusted that I had shared my early copy of my book with had kind of ripped it off in another platform. And that was demoralizing and heartbreaking. So I had kind of a lot at one time hit me and I had gone on a hike with some friends that kind of was an obscure out of the place, you know, out of the way, kind of an illegal hike, but you know, we, crossed over some private property to get to because it's so beautiful 
And I remember walking on that hike, you know, still being so down thinking, wow, this would be a good place to go on a hike and maybe never come back. And like that kind of a thought when I just couldn't see my way out. I thought, I can't go back to New York if I don't finish this book. I can't ever face these people in finance where I've worked for all these years if I don't finish this book. And yet I couldn't write the book. I totally was in the block, the writer's block thing. So, you know, how did I get out of it? I think I got out of that by simply thinking I didn't want to disappoint all those people that had given me that precious time. And because I really felt that that book like I felt a call to write that book. Like I really felt that there was something in that book that, that people needed to hear because I really believe in business and capitalism and I, and I just wanted people to like have hope and find. So it was like, okay, how do I let that, the spirit of that be what pulls me forward? So I think it's somewhat in alignment with what Steven's saying, right? That the realization that maybe you are having an impact on other people and they, they, that they, what would, what would I say to them? Like, you know, obviously I coach for a long time. I guess I just want to say that, like, it happens. We all can be demoralized. We all can feel like we can't go on and we can't find our way out. But, you know, I'm, I was lucky to have friends that I could reach out to who could sit in that discomfort and hold space for me. And then eventually, you know, you climb yourself out. But you have to find the people who can help you be with the hard to be with stuff, you know? So again, you know, let, let's go back to my hypothetical young man, young woman. How do, how do, how do they find, how do, how do they, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm not saying you have the answer or don't, yeah. but let's go back to my hypothetical and thank you for that answer. But I'm on my own, you know, yeah. not like Stephen was, you know, he moves yeah. to Dubai, he's a thousand miles from yeah. home. How do yeah. you find that support group? You know, you know if, you, if, you can't, if you can't find it out, you know, first of all, I think it's important to just say this because I, I don't think enough people know even where to go. I mean, if you're, if you're ever in a place where you really feel like that is a problem, you want to go to the suicide prevention hotline. You can call that. It's an 800 number and you don't even have to be suicidal when you call it. You can just call for just general um information or somebody to talk to and i'm trying to give it to you i'm trying to open it up on my screen but i have it here someplace uh i'm pretty sure just the website itself we'll we'll, we'll have it we'll give it at the end okay good so the heart of the matter is you've got to talk to somebody like that's the most important thing so if you if you don't have one friend or one person you feel you can talk to then call this number and at least talk to a human being they'll just talk to you in general about advice or help you kind of get a little bit of distance from the pain um the, the other thing i would suggest is maybe do some journaling i'm a huge fan of a of an online uh journal by that jordan peterson put together and other psychologists put together called self-authoring uh it's self-authoring.com it. did years. you it's yeah. awesome it's an yep. awesome process it's me it's it's reasonable maybe 10 15 bucks i don't remember yeah. how much it is but that pro that process people who have had serious depression have found it to have a shift for themselves you kind of journal out st- situations from your past it, you journal out your future and you journal out where you are right now there's some process to journaling that again is self-expression you got to find a way to get it out of your system um, sometimes what's underneath, you know, depression is, and, and kind of suicide is at the bottom. There's, there's a book called power versus force where it talks about energies of emotions and depression and or suicide is at the bottom of that. So what you want to do is try to just move yourself up to the next level. Anger, for example, is actually at a higher energy level than suicide or that kind of deep depression. So you want to get yourself shifted. Maybe there's uh, something you can expose yourself to that just shifts your energy. Anger is a healthier place to be. So maybe there's something that you're angry about that you haven't built, been with. Certainly find something online. There's so much now on YouTube that speaks about how to shift your mood. You could just Google that and find a couple of videos on TED Talk. Um, and, I, and I'm sure that it's like a handful that I have in my toolbox that I can share for the blog post for people to go to in a crisis. But at, at minimum, go outside, get out of whatever internal space you're in. Usually people are inside. If you just walk outside, walk around the block. I know it sounds so silly and trivial, but it can shift your energy. 
just get yourself outside, be among life. Maybe go to a playground, look at kids playing basketball, uh, go to a supermarket, and here's the kicker. Find a way to be a contribution. If you can go find a way to volunteer at a soup kitchen, volunteer for a place that needs, you know, whatever kind of help, I can guarantee you, you will have a shift in your mood because you will instantly feel your need for contribution being met. And you will suddenly see people or other situations that are actually in a more challenging situation than you're in. And that will elicit gratitude. It will automatically kick up gratitude that you're like, wow, at least I don't have to deal with that. So, yeah, I mean, I've, if, if you're watching on YouTube, I gave the thumbs up. I tell you, you know, and this is, I, we, we've, we've gone almost 35 minutes without a Joe Rogan reference by Tim. So people were probably getting a little concerned. But I tell you, it's, and Joe goes on and on about it, and I steal it. But I'm telling you, man, if you're down, exercise, man. It's so stupid. And, and trust me, I, it, it, it happens to me. I'm going to, sh- you know, and, and again, we've done podcast. I, I go dark places. I'm, I'm hard on myself and I get down on myself a lot. I know I kind of act cheery in the public, but there's, there's gremlins in here per, per book, Kim's book recommendation, but I'm telling you, you just, and, and whatever it is, go for a walk. I like, I'm a meathead, you know, throw weights around, get on the bike. I mean, it's just, and the wildest thing is even like cardio, especially like for your mood, cardio is awesome. I mean, you do 20 minutes of cardio and you get done and you're like, it's so easy. It's so simple. And, and I'm not saying it cures the problem. Okay. Right. It didn't, it didn't change the problem, right. but you get some exercise, you get moving, you get sweating. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, all right, I can deal with this problem. And, and you know, and, and Rogan talks about that all the time. And, and right. I, I mean, I see Steven do it. I mean, I mean, when I see Steven, the happiest is when he's posting all these workout videos on, on, on Instagram. It's like, yep. and he's always in the best mood when he's doing it. I'm like, yeah, because he's outside, he's running, he's moving around. It's the so. easiest way to absolutely shift your physiology, your biology, and your brain. Like your brain and anyone can is, do it. I mean, again, anybody can do it. And there's I mean, no, yeah, if you I, have I a got floor, all this if you have a floor, you can do it. You can do yep. sit-ups, you can do push-ups, you can do buttons. What is it called? Not punchies. Uh, burpees. Burpees. You can do burpees, for God's sakes. Like, and, and in 10 minutes, it will shift. But that yeah. you got to realize that your brain is kind of chemically altered, right? So if you are really depressed, it's like, it's like your car light is on, okay? Your check engine light is on, your oil light is on. That is the depression is a signal, it's a flag that the, the body and the, you know, perhaps body, mind, and spirit is not getting nourished. So you just have to nourish it and find ways that you can do that. And certainly exercise is the least expensive shift you can create for yourself. Yeah. I mean, just from my experience, I remember when I went through my low store about three years ago, I, I remember running and I remember thinking, if I go on this run, the pain of my legs hits less. It, the pain of my legs is a distraction from the pain of my head. And that, that was a really helpful way to just get some alleviation from, from the negative feeling. But also the other two things I have there, I mean, thank God I feel, I felt really good the last couple of years or certainly the last year or six months. What helped me though is if you're depressed, it can all probably be because you're in a situation that's depressing you as well. Mm. So get out of it. And the only way to get out of it is to work and study and find a new avenue. So I would run. I, and I would study. And sometimes you can say, I feel too miserable to study. That's fine. But I would, I would just log in an hour every day or two hours every day. Because at least I think, you know what it is? I'm a step closer to getting out of what I'm, my current situation is. Um, and if you don't want to talk to watch videos on YouTube, yeah. yeah. There's loads of depression videos on YouTube. There are. There are. And honestly, Stephen, I think part of what I noticed about you when we first met was how honest you were about the depression, how honest you are with the audience about the struggles you had. And, you know, just hearing that somebody else is going through that makes you feel less alone. And that's the, that's why I think suicide is, people will resort to that because they feel so alone. And it's like, 
if this conversation today does anything for people, I hope it makes them realize like they're not alone. Everybody from Tim Bowen to me, who's a coach to you, like we all can go to a dark place. And if, if everybody is having that, then when you have it, you got to know, wow, there's other people out there that are having it too. And then at least know you're not alone in that. Not, it always impressed me that you were so honest about that, Stephen. Uh, publicly because I, I honestly believe everybody goes through it, but very few talk about it or admit to it. They all, most people yeah. want to position themselves as if it doesn't affect them. I actually at one point spoke about that, um, you know, period when I was in Hawaii trying to struggle with the book on LinkedIn. I said something about, you know, feeling suicidal. And I actually had a woman that I know peripherally send me a private message to say, I don't think you should talk about that, Kim, publicly. I don't, I don't think, I, you, you don't want to talk about that. And I wrote her back and I was like, why not? And she's like, well, it won't look good professionally. And I was just like, holy shit, that is so fucked up, excuse my French. Like, if I can't admit to having ever felt that low, like, what are the people that do feel that low? What are they going to think? That, that, that it never happens to you? Like, when you get something positive for you like i just was so horrified by her thought that i actually um never wrote her back which is probably not appropriate but i just thought can you imagine the people that are being told that that they're like well, that's you know and 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 we were you know it's it's interesting we were talking about an, an, another trader that's that's struggling um off air and you know i won't go into too many details but i tell you that's that's one of you know definitely one of the double-edged swords of social media and we i know we talk about this a lot but it's one of the things that really frustrates me with with twitter and you know and everybody bragging about the wins and then you know in and we've all seen it you know it's like win 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 and then they don't tweet for like a week and then win 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 don't tweet for a week and it's like you know and it's all just sunshines and roses yeah and that's fine if you want to do that i mean listen i don't care it's freaking social media all i do is post sarcastic memes all day long you know but I mean, I mean i'm not yelling at the guy that that only brags about success do whatever you want but what i don't like is you know go back to my mythical 20 year old guy living alone you know and he sees that yeah and then he and then he's not winning every day that's right that's and right. then What's that wrong with that, him? that that yeah i'm a loser you know totally. and that, so but i think that right now though i mean i'm sitting here like say i made three and a half thousand last month Sitting here feeling terrible about it. So I'm like, everyone else is making five, 10, 15, 20, 30. Tim Gratani made a quarter of a million yesterday. Gratani made a quarter of a million yesterday. One day. Was that on that stupid CYDY? Is that what was it on? I need to watch them stupid, them stupid, stupid bullet and board stocks. I, yep, yep. I mean, drop, drop, CYDY dropped 50% in a day. Yep, I, yep. I, I saw it after I missed it, and everyone was talking about it. <laughs> but, but again, uh, you know, and, and listen, Gratani's, I mean, I, you know, he's, the, he's the nicest guy in the world, but, you know, like Steven said, you know, he made three grand. He's like, ah, I suck. It's like, it's three grand, you know? Exactly. In what world? <laughs> where's the 95% who lose? Yep. Where's the 95% exactly. who lose? I don't see them anyway. Yep. yep. Well, they're not talking because that's not what freaking, you know, if people are advising them to do, it won't look good for their brand. So they right, don't yeah, talk about the friend, truth. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't talk the truth because they're afraid that that will decrease their subscribers uh, or whatever. And so they don't talk about it. And that was makes what that is what makes people feel like, oh my God, I'm such a loser. Like, but that's uh, why you, the compare equals despair, right? You want to avoid the comparing because all the variables are not, you are not aware of all the variables when you compare yourself. You don't know what's happening give, behind the scene. Sorry to jump in, but if I can give some advice, I've made a popular YouTube channel out of two years of losing. The best thing that you can ever do is just publish all of your losses. Yep. So I can promise you, some trader who's quite good at what he does will pick it up appreciate your honesty yes. appreciate the integrity appreciate yes. appreciate the transparency and he'll take you under his wing and he'll help you 
for sure. The best thing you can do is to pu- publish your losses, to be honest. But I, I believe that's in life too, Stephen. Like it's it, the people that I think impress us, the people that really like make us take notice of them are the people that are authentic. And authenticity includes the, the warts and the shadow and the dark side of ourselves. It's people think, oh, I have to present, like I remember just like cocktail parties in New York City or going to networking events. Like people would be like, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips. And I'd be like, yeah, can I talk to that guy over there? Who's like, I just got fucking fired. Like he's more interesting to me, not the person who's got it all together. Like we are all drawn to the people who are vulnerable and honest and human because we're all human. And the, and, and that's why I think that did so well your podcast because you were so brutally honest and showing all of the sides of yourself that like most people try to hide and, you know, keep from the, when I, when I started winning, people stopped watching. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or in lesser numbers. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and it's possible they stopped watching because what you were f- really, a f- you were giving to them was permission to be human themselves. And so maybe it was hard for them to be with your wins because they were like, wow, this guy actually helps me be with the things that challenge me. You know, I think, I think it's so encouraging when you see somebody else struggling, it makes you just feel less alone. And that's, you know, we're all in this on this ride, ride together. I love Ram Das. He said something. We're all just walking each other home, you know. And if you're walking by yourself, it's a lot harder. But if you have somebody who seems to be going through same similar struggle, struggles or challenges, it just sort of makes you be able to have the strength to keep going. So yeah, let's. I've got a resource I want to give, and then I'll, I'll give you guys the opportunity to close out too. But. Um, you know, this is actually, I, I, it's funny. That's what I love about this podcast. I kind of, it jogs my memory. So I've got something I want to bring up that might help back to my mythical, you know, 20 year old out there. But, uh, you know, before I let Kim and, and Steven wrap up, you know, it's just, I, I just, I want you to know again, I mean, if you really love this, okay, number one, you gotta, you gotta love it. Okay. I mean, if, if you're, if, you know, if, it's been in, you know, I, I tell that story about looking at stock charts in the fourth grade. Okay. I mean, if I had the internet, I probably would have been trading in, you know, middle school. Okay. So it's like, you got to have the passion. You got to have it in you. Now, now that's up to you to decide whether you have that. If you got that, then you got to know that no matter what you see out there, I mean, there's going to be bad times and it's going to be really bad. But I think the biggest ways you can help that in review, trade small. Okay. You know, I know we talk about paper trading or, or real trading. I mean, just, you know, if you real trading is always better, but at least just be trading with something 500 bucks that you can afford to lose a thousand bucks that you can afford to lose until you get consistent because it's not about, you know, I make fun of the making bank bros all the time. It's not about making bank bro. It's about learning a skill. And if you make a buck a share on a $1 stock and you make 20 bucks, that's a great trade. Okay. Then you scale up when you get the skills. And then the other thing I want to mention is just if you can, you know, if you can keep that day job or keep that night job or whatever it is, or, or I don't know, maybe you're affiliate marketing, you're drop shipping, you're writing blog posts. I mean, there's a million opportunities out there, you know, keep something that is at least a check coming in because there's going to be weeks when there's no check. There's going to be months when there's no check. And that that's like, you've already got all this pressure. Yeah, if you got no income right. coming in, that's like gasoline on the fire, man. That's it's just right. that much worse. And you're putting so much more pressure than you have to, you know, if, again, if you can, you know, and if that mental pressure's there, Tim, like that's going, how is that going to help you be a better trader? If you yeah. have that kind of like, what is that called when it squeezes a vice? It's like yeah. putting your head in a vice and that's not going to help you as a trader be able to see opportunities because you'll be like, I got to pay the rent. Exactly. Yep. And you're, you're just, you're, it's going to make it worse is all it's going to do. Because if you're, if you're trying to make rent, it's going to get worse. So, so I'll let you guys kind of wrap up. But one thing I did want to bring up and we'll make sure we link this in the blog post. Um, Art of Manliness, one of my favorite blogs. I've been reading this for over 10 years. Brett McKay, great guy, but I remembered 
this blog post, March 11th, 2012. I read this wow. blog post over, you know, almost what, eight and a half years ago. Wow. But he writes about the cabinet of invisible counselors. And I still remember this. Wow. And it's about Napoleon Hill. And, and if you're out there and you don't have a support group, if you, you know, if your parents aren't supporting you, your friends aren't supporting you, or maybe you moved and you just don't have a support group, read this cabinet of invisible counselors on art of manliness. And what he talks about is it's books, man. It's, it's books, read the books, you know, take from Napoleon Hill, take from Seneca, take from all these great thinkers of the past. And when you're in those dark times, think about what they would say to you. You know, it's, I know it's, it might be a little, this might be a little more, more Stevens spiritual path with his crystals, you know, not meth crystals. Well, only sometimes, but not those type of crystals. But, you know, this might be a little spiritual, but it works. And that's what I did. Because if, if you guys, if you know my bio, I'm in a very rural area. I don't know anyone near me that day trades, okay? And my wife doesn't understand it. My kids don't understand it. So back in 2012, those were some dark days for me when I was just yeah. getting started and I read this blog post and I've kind of used that methodology for quite some time. You know, you know, what would, you know, again, what would Seneca, what would Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. what would Joe Rogan say? What would the rock yeah. say? You know, I, yeah. I do that. What would Jocko Willink, you know, all yeah. these guys that I look up to, you know, what would they say in these times? So That's go ahead, Kim, Stephen. So. Stephen, you want to call? Uh, yeah. Very, very, very good advice. Uh, very good advice. I think it's very helpful. Uh, mine is short, but honest. Uh, I would say just if you want to continue this discipline and this craft, this kind of art form, um, make sure that you value the, and love the process more than anything else. Because if you love the process more than you love the profits, and the profits come, but if you love the process, a period of losing should be an opportunity to learn. Um, or taking a loss should mean that you'll remember something with a higher level of, of emotion because it impacted you with a higher level of emotion. Of emotion. Um, and every day is an opportunity to, to learn something new. So I would just say make sure it's a lifelong dedication to crafting the perfect process to trade your style based on your personality in the market and leave your footprint there. And as long as you're doing that, um, you should make it in the end and you should get there in the end and, and uh, you'll get through any dark periods because you, you should be doing what you love. And if you're doing what you love, then it's, mm. it's very difficult to, to not get through that dark period. Mm. Good. That's good advice. All right. So I, I think what I'll say is imagine you want to be, you know, high ranking in the military no matter the generals that exist, no matter how highly decorated any of those people are in their career, they all started in basic training. Basic training is what is called hell week or hell month or however long basic training lasts. That is basically what you're signing up for if you want to be a trader. So if, you, if anybody that goes into the military today Every single person, even the people that are never going in, all know basic training is going to go down and it's not going to be pretty and it's going to hurt and you're going to be at your breaking point. So those people that go into the military, it's not like they're shocked when the basic training shows up. So don't be shocked. <laughs> know that this is going to be, you're going to have your basic training months if not years based on what great. you guys I love, I love that analogy because yeah i mean i mean i think that's a that's a great way to wrap up and that, and that's kind of you know i think what all three of us said is just you know i mean again back to my navy seal you know they say embrace the suck you know yes. it's like yes and, and that that kind of goes along with what steven said i mean love the process but embrace that it's gonna suck and it's like boot camp i mean it's like yep. nobody's like woohoo boot camp you know exactly. it's like you know it's gonna suck and that's, I think, what we try and bring. I mean, what we try and do with this podcast, you know, 150 episodes in is the reality of it. I mean, it's not, you know, Stephen and I aren't on Lambos sounds, and yachts. Sounds you know. good. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. No, but everyone says your life must be amazing. And I'm like, it's 
quite good sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's life, baby. That's life. You know? <laughs> sometimes it's really good, but like once a year, it's not as good as you think it is. Like. That's awesome. It's awesome that you say that, Stephen. And it's the truth. Like, because even when you have the, the wins, truth, right? you're still going to be like, you are having so many wins, Stephen, compared to what it used to be like. And yet today, what are you doing? You're thinking about all the guys that had the bigger wins, right? So it's like yeah. the, the, the needle is always going to be moved up when you're improving yourself. So anyway, just mentally know, okay, I'm going to boot camp and maybe it's going to last so long. How do I find my sense of value, you know, in the places, if I'm not going to find it through trading right now or for a while, how can I be a contribution or find that value some other place in your life? Well, thanks, Kim. Thanks, Stephen. And thanks to everyone out there listening. Um, you know, this is something that I, I go on a rant a lot, but, you know, I, I think that uh, I know there's a lot of bad stuff in the world, but I also think that it, I, I think that, that this is one of the greatest times in history with unlimited opportunity. And man, if, if things aren't working for you, there's all these resources out there. We're going to link a bunch of stuff. And, and again, I mean, I've dealt with depression. Kim's dealt with it. Steven's dealt with it. I think probably everybody deals with it unless you're a freaking unless you're a psychopath you've been, been you've gone through some dark times okay if, you, if you've if you've never been depressed you might want to like you know talk you to have someone. other problems you, you might, might be have a psychopath like, so so to keep in mind you know i'm 75 years old kim's 25 <laughs> steven's like 28 you know we've all been there it's it's part of life and just you know keep your head up there's 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 so much you know with the internet there's so much stuff out there Focus on positivity. Read books. You know, re- you know. Avoid if you're if you're in a dark place. And I again, I think social media is probably the last place you should go if if you're down. Yeah. Get a get a Napoleon Hill book, okay? Yeah. You know, and and read a book. Find go to the you know get outside. David Goggins, David Goggins, Dave. that book you guys recommended. What was the name of it again? Yeah, it was amazing. Yep, yeah, uh, can't hurt me. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, and and if you wanna. I mean, there you go. You know, listen, if you're in a dark place, read that book because Dave's been in a worse spot. I, well, maybe not than everybody, but he's yeah. been in a worse spot than probably 90% of the people. You know, not everybody's like, you know, sleeping with a six years old with a gun under the pillow while their dad beats their mom and puts drugs in the backseat of the car. Okay. Exactly. He was came from a bad place. So read that book. Great book. You know, and, and well, if you're going to get on social media, Follow Dave on Instagram. He'll, yeah, he'll get you. Going. That's good. So, that's good. Um, exercise, eat right, take care of yourself. I mean, I know that stuff just sounds so corny and people pick on me a lot for it. But man, the reason I do that stuff is I am prone to depression. Okay. I'm, I, I, I get there a lot. I beat myself up a lot. But what gets me out of that is the books. That's why I read so much is the exercise. That's why I do that stuff. It is family. So there's always someone out there, you know, again, and, and if you got no one, like Kim mentioned, we'll link, you know, to some, to the suicide hotline. I mean, they're out there. They'll, they'll listen to you. They'll talk to you. There's always a way out. Okay. I mean, even if you're, there's guys that have gone to life in prison and then got a lot, you know, look up a rich role, the, the real rich role. Okay. That guy went to life in prison, learned, you know, how to be a lawyer, got himself out of prison. I mean, that guy was in a dark place too. He was on the, uh, Joe Rogan, great Joe Rogan podcast. Check that out. Okay. There's always a way out. Keep your head up and thank you for listening to the steady trade podcast and we'll see you next time.